0: Brothers, where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I'm Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams and Miss Helen McIntyre.
1: All right.
0: And we are back a little bit earlier than advertised listeners, as you've probably noticed, because you know, a monumental streaming event has happened in the last couple of weeks. Netflix has dropped something that we've been waiting for for so long that's been so eagerly anticipated. Of course, I'm talking about the next 365 days. Apparently, something happened with Sandman as well, but like, who gives a shit about that? Because, you know, it's the next 365 days. We couldn't let this go without just jumping on it as soon as possible. I kind of feel like the this podcast journey has kind of been charted with this series. Like, we watched the first one all the way back when this was still a fledgling podcast, and we've we've kept current with them, so there was absolutely no way that we couldn't just jump on this straight away. So, without further ado, let's dive into the continuing adventures of Laura, Massimo, Nacho, and Olga.
2: Um,
0: I don't know about you guys, but I I really, like, I, I sat down to watch this yesterday, and I just really didn't know how to feel about it before I started watching it. I was like... I. I know we have to do this and I was kind of excited, looking forward to recording this tonight, but sitting down to watch this was a real chore. I was <laughs> just like, I don't I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. But do it well, I, I
1: mean, did. <laughs> I mean I sent you a message halfway through asking if I could just like tap out and yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. Just just assume what the ending yeah. was I because mean, I was like
2: I had a similar reaction, and I I watched it last night. So I was gonna I was gonna put it on so once the kids went to bed. I thought I'll put it on, and then so sort of, um some friends of mine from uni were having a having a group chat, so I sort of joined that. So that didn't feel finish, finish till half nine. And then I watched the end of the football, and I thought, oh fuck, right, I better put this on. So I wasn't in the best frame of mind putting it on anyway, to be honest. Um, and then yeah, I got I got to about fifty minutes. And I was like, fuck, I'm knackered. I really need to go to bed. And I looked, I said, there's an hour left. Oh fucking bollocks to it. I can't I can't do it. So I ended up watching the rest of it this morning um but fuck me
0: well see i i don't want to bury the lead at all but um okay no i I, let's let's get into this now i was going to get into (laughs) this when we were going through the story but i think this is as good a place as any uh to talk about this um i'm I'm glad we're recording this podcast tonight and i'm glad you guys are here because you know you two two are my closest friends and and i feel like i should share this with you um because something monumental happened to me whilst i was watching this um i had oh god (laughs) I had what you might call. Just make sure you put
2: the tissues in the bin, mate.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, something stirred within me. I had what you might call an awakening of sorts, I suppose. Um, it, it must have been there all along. I just wasn't acknowledging it. I, I couldn't see it myself. I've clearly been, you know, hiding this in my closet for a very long time. But I feel it's important to just come out and tell you guys this because in watching this film, I realised that actually, I am deeply, deeply invested in Laura. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, And so, actually, if I'm honest, I enjoyed this. I did enjoy this.
2: Oh, this is going to be fun.
0: Don't get me wrong, right? It has all of the same problems as the other two. It has all of the same problems. But there was a point. By the time we were sort of mid-act two, I did the time check, same as you did, Mark. And then all of a sudden... This thing just took off. It's almost like they brought in a completely new writing team and somebody just flushed the the rest of it down the toilet and went, hang on a minute, this story is actually about something. This is about a person trying to pick up the pieces of their life and put them back together. And she's a grief survivor. She's been through extreme trauma. And actually, this is how she's going to process it. And that charted through all the way to the end. And I don't think I'm I'm reading too deeply into this. It was all on screen.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to agree with you because yeah. there's, a, there's a point later on where it's like one of the biggest notes that I've made that's an actual legitimate note rather than like sarky commentary and I'm just like they have gone hardcore and I mean don't get me wrong it's, it's tropey as fuck but then let's mm-hmm. face it this is basically a fan fiction of a fan fiction yes. of twilight so yeah you know you're not going to escape the tropes but I was just like holy shit they're just like if we're going to get this story out then we need to do some like serious character groundwork with people Mm -hmm. and so we they seriously invest in you know not going to be explicit until we get to that point but they seriously invested in one of the characters in really nailing those tropes to set it up for the fourth i'm you know we are gonna have to watch the fourth one
0: well yeah there's there's talk of a fourth one it's not been confirmed yet Uh, no
1: there's got to be a fourth
0: one well from what i understand because I've not done really any research over the course of looking at at these three films until finishing this one yesterday and realizing that, actually, if there is a fourth one, I kind of want to know where they're going to go with it and, like, where's the book series at the moment? Is there going to be a fourth? So I've done some research and found out that, actually, like, there's there's been a lot adapted here. There's a lot of changes between this and the third novel. And when you read what actually happens in the third novel, it sounds like this really only covers half of it. It sounds like they've just cut off at the halfway point um Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. they've definitely got space for a fourth if they follow the book then it won't be the fourth film that i want because we'll we've already talked about this in our group chat but we'll talk about Mm -hmm. it as this goes through as well there is a fourth film that i want very very much and actually yeah i think it's
1: the same one i want it
0: definitely is and i would actually pay good money to watch it as well yeah (laughs) um because like yeah look we've we've spent really six hours with these characters now and some of them are absolutely disgusting massimo is an absolute cunt and i hate him i absolutely hate him i want to throw things at the tv every time he's on it Mm. but there are characters here that yeah over the course of that six hours i've actually grown quite attached to um one of them i've always been attached to i mean we mentioned on the last show as well I've, i've always had time for olga i think she's absolutely brilliant and yeah. they double down on her in this. We get lots of lots of Olga. In fact, you know, at the end of the second film, I remember us distinctly saying there were two things we wanted from this one we wanted more Laura and Olga, and we wanted a threesome. <laughs> no. Weird, I know. Mean, we is a stretch there. I mean, well, okay, me and Helen then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted more Laura and Olga, and we wanted a threesome. And, yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like for three, the, quarters, no, th- for three quarters of this film i was actually just like holy fuck we're getting what we want or that's yes. what i want yes. like and then then like you know explicitly on screen as well not even just suggested like i was like they listen they must have listened to us
0: i know i was I'm like hang on it's somebody actually like, listening yes. to the oh, podcast we, we this, this is shit. great
1: oh wait a second there's only 20 minutes left in this film fuck
0: see even at that point i was looking at the timer going Jesus Christ, there's only 20 minutes left. But the same thing happened in the second one, and then it all concluded very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then where they started going with the end as well, I was like, no, this is okay. You've got enough time to do this. If you, if you end it the way I think you're going to end it, it's fine. You've put the work in already. We can do this. And then the end happened. And, and we'll talk about that as we go through. I guess let's dive into it. We've done our general yeah. thoughts, so let's dive into it. I have got about seven pages worth of notes. Um. I haven't commented too much this time, apart from the odd slide dig at the music videos and the fucking, because mm. meh, I mean. Kind of what it is. In the, and, and, what, and they really are the worst. I know that's what it's about, but they are the worst part of this film now. Like they were, they were kind of essential to the first two because there was nothing else. But I genuinely mean it. Like I think there's actually meat on the bones here now and those just get in the fucking way. They really get in the way and they really are necessary most of the time. But We'll talk about them as we go through. Um, I mean, the first thing I've written is that yet again we open with fucking trashy Euro Europop and a drone shot because fuck me, this series loves a drone shot.
2: Yeah, it's a like, drone shot and these really fucking annoying, swirling, fucking, uh, you know, just baseless, pointless shots which take up time and make you fucking nauseous.
0: Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's just the whole music video vibe bit, isn't it? They yeah. absolutely love it. Um, and then key to setting this whole film up to me and something i noticed straight away you know we open it at a funeral which of course we assume is laura's yeah but the first person to actually comment on laura's death is olga she has the mm-hmm. first line of the film and she's the first person to comment on laura's death she says something along the lines of i miss her so much yeah and that's key and that's really key to where i thought the ending was gonna go as well um because that is built on all the way throughout this and just the storyteller in me when we were approaching the end just kept flashing back to that i made a note of it because i thought it was important at the start Mm -hmm. um and, and so it does frame things in a very particular way um then we get this discussion between massimo and the other like nacho's family
2: yeah
0: um and it's for a little while the, the the opening of this film is very, very imbalanced 'cause for for about two minutes here, I'm actually starting to warm to Massimo as well. Cause here he is the most badass he's ever been. And there's like some proper hero shit here where you think this is actually Laura's funeral and they're talking mm-hmm. about the family war. And he just fronts up straight away and, and basically tells him to get the fuck off his land because mm-hmm. he's in mourning and he will fuck them up if he sees them again, which is like makes sense, because you think that they've killed his wife, and he's like, right, yeah. just get. But he's being the bigger man, and he's just being like, no, we're not going to go to war over this. That's what killed us. So just get the fuck away from me, um, and and he kind of draws a line as such. They have this discussion where they're like, look, everybody's going to die if we go to war, and he doesn't say he's not going to go to war, but he does say like, not right now. Just get the fuck out of my face, um, and then of course the bait and switch is revealed, and we find out that the funeral is actually for his brother which is a bit weird because he fucking hates his brother. Um, I know he's still his brother, but he fucking hates him. And also, the, like, really the, went to great lengths, his brother did anyway, to fuck him over in the last film.
2: Yeah. I, so also,
0: Go
1: he's got he's put a fucking tiara on his yeah. headstone. Yeah, I was which like is a that, 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 <laughs> like in in like the ultra machismo, like, you know, Mafia World, surely that's a really bad, bad fucking dick. I mean, ignoring well, it is the, the fact that you, I am it? team Nacho and Basmo, like I I was I was wanting that from this film. So, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not dissing like gay mafia dudes, but like
0: <laughs> But it's weird. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it is. so the and bait I'm, and switch I'm, doesn't really work. But I appreciate I'm, the effort.
2: Yeah, they, they they tried that, and this was probably the the, the, the last point in the film where I actually gave a fuck. I was like, two minutes in, um. But yeah, so that that was quite interesting. But they, as, soon as you said about you know, the whole thing about him you not know, him not him hating his brother. They there are a couple of times where there are just throwaway lines about family and loyalty and shit like that. And it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's been the fucking Godfather all the way through. And, well, they,
0: I mean, they've they they have alluded to that all the way through, haven't they? Yeah. But you know,
2: the whole the whole family thing, it, it only really came up in the third act in the last film. We didn't really see a great deal of it until that point, And now all of a sudden, it's, you know, it's like they're the fucking uh, Sopranos.
0: Well, well, that's kind of a recurring problem with this anyway. You kind of feel like they can only shoehorn so much into their two hours. And at least an hour of that has to be fucking in music videos. True. So something has to go. and it's kind of essential to Massimo and Nacho's characters that we have the Mafia storyline, but actually they just don't pay it any mind, do they? It's like That's like here, we literally have, I've i have referenced it in my notes a few times, we've literally got kind of the boiling pot here at the start where everything's, you know, they, they've not gone to war yet, but they're drawing a line in the sand here at this film yeah. and are just saying like, look, next time we see each other, shit's going to go down and everybody's going to die, so best we stay out of each other's way. Hmm. And then they weirdly do for the rest of the film. Which just seems odd. Like, yeah. don't dangle that carrot. Don't give me fucking Chekhov's mafia war. Like, if well, everybody's well, gonna die, I want to see everybody die. Like, and, and
2: this was the comment we made on the second one: is that it had it had the buildings of this of this, this mafia film with almost the the the, the forced marriage on the rest of it. that being kind of a, a, a side story, mm. and they were building towards something. So then to start this film with with it and go, right, okay, well we're back, straight back into it. Okay, they they've done the bait and switch, which was you no. Know, Quite hand-fisted, but you know, you, you knew it wasn't going to be her because why would they make a film without her in it? Because you know, they're not going to fuck each other for two hours. Um, so yeah. you kind of thought, right, okay, we're, I mean, we're going gonna... <laughs> to. <Right. laughs>
1: I mean, I would have been here for that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I
2: switched off a lot earlier. Um, but yeah, it's I thought, right, okay. Well, fair enough. They are kind of going for it, and then yeah, they just kind of go, oh right, okay. If I don't, if we don't stop, we're going to kill each other. So we'll just stop. I'm fairly sure that's not how turf wars work.
0: It's not, but I wish they did. That's such a nice worldview, would <laughs> not it? Could somebody yeah. not just sit Putin down right now and just say, look, if this carries on, like loads of people are going to die. So how about we just stop being dicks? Like, yeah. it, it would be a much nicer world. But anyway, like, for story reasons, yeah. fine, right, because the mafia war thing is not really important. What's important is there is a love triangle between Laura and Massimo and Nacho. And incidentally, we do see Laura straight away in the next shot after the grave it starts and actually the reveal is really good here like as you said mark it was blatantly obvious she had to survive we all knew that at the end of the last film as well but this is the first point where i realized immediately that actually <laughs> i've spent enough time with laura now that i am genuinely concerned about her and i do care because as it cut away and started panning up the bed and she's in her kind of signature black underwear as well and it's pan up the bed and i was like yes, it's Laura, she's alive. <laughs> I, was like, I was genuinely, I had a little moment of like, oh, excellent, here's Laura. I was expecting there to be more exposition or something. But I was like, no, here she is, here's Laura. And then the exposition, by the way, which we never get. She has a little scar and that's, that's it. Like fatally shot, clearly bleeding out at the end of the last film. No, no explanation, but she's and, just and got like, a scar now.
2: And again, like, no, this this clearly happened fairly recently because they're only now and bar- bar- the brother. Yeah. but it's a tiny little scar. It's not red. It's not angry. It's not. It doesn't look like she's just been shot. It's like fucking years old.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's, it's very very recent because her doctors told her that she still can't fuck for fear yeah. of like splitting her stitches and stuff. Yeah, not but that there that, that any stops her. Stitches there. No, no, I know. Um, but yeah, I was genuinely pleased to see it. I was like, oh, I've, I thought that I thought we'd be way further into the film before she made an appearance. I was expecting some fuckery. To try I, I and get her back.
1: Well, I mean,
0: you, oh, got oh, well, you got fuckery. Well, you got fuckery. Well, no, you didn't here because apparently Massimo can't get it up for scars, um, <laughs> which really? is which is odd considering he's a fucking gangster and into BDSM, but yeah. there you go. But I mean, it, again,
2: they, it was only a slight change from the last one. Obviously, the last one, <laughs> at the end of the first one, we're led to believe she died in a car crash. No, the car didn't come out of the tunnel. She's dead. And then we go straight into the pre-wedding um, stuff. So it was, it, they, they did it slightly differently here. But again, you you knew where it was going. So there wasn't any point in trying to do this, this big, great big bait and switch and a, and a grand reveal because you clearly know, and she's front and centre on the fucking poster as well. So you know she's no, she ain't dead. Oh, no, she
0: was clearly never going to die. But nevertheless, I was still very pleased to see her. I, had, I could give two I kind of had that moment, like sometimes you get in a Marvel film where somebody shows up and it's not their film. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, Iron Man shows up in Captain America or something. You're like, "Oh, I know her. It's Laura. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. not supposed to be here yet, but she is, and I'm happy." Um, so to then, be
1: fair. If she was in a Marvel, well, no, she'd be in a DC film because she's lately Catwoman because she's got like you know the whole nine lives thing because you know every film ends with her like fatally wounded and yet yep. she's bounces
0: back absolutely yeah, fine next absolutely time round fine. yeah yeah, absolutely mm. um, so yeah it, it, it's Laura and, and then I've written are we going to get a bit of exposition first nope just fucking except no we don't get fucking because the doctors told her that she's not allowed to have sex to which she remarks I don't care what the doctors said and I'm thinking great danger sex here we go straight in <laughs> immediately <laughs> like the stakes are fucking high because now like this is crank level now like yeah she really needs to fuck but if she fucks, she might die like this already. I'm like this. All right. I'll take this for the third film. Then like she's, she's going to have to blue ball him all the way through, which is going to wind him up, which is going to lead to the mafia war because he's got blue balls. Like this is where I could see this film going at this point. Not where it went. I much prefer no. what we did get. Um, And actually this first act is a little bit weird. It's, it's this first act. That's the problem here and the end. Um, But yeah, we don't get the danger sex. And again, you know, as I said earlier, my thing about warming to Massimo, like, since when does he actually give a shit about Laura at all to be concerned for her in, in this way? Like, you know, the last two films, like, he's literally raped her, beaten her, held her hostage, but all of a sudden, she got a tiny little scar that might split open, so, no, 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 we can't do it. The doctor said no. That just seems weird. It just seems really, really weird, but it's way better. Like, if this is who Massimo's going to be... I'm on board with this. Like I, I feel like there's also a little bit of redemption for for Massimo going on here in this first act. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of it. It I'm expecting something else other than what we got is what I'm saying. Uh, but mm-hmm. this initial setup, I'm watching it quite interested, thinking, all right, what's going on here? Um, but doesn't take long for things to revert to type we do get the first of our laura and al and olga scenes um immediately next and once again i'm gonna say this so much through this podcast i'm gonna sound like a broken record but the two of these together are just fucking magnificent i could watch them all day long they're wonderful Oh yeah the chemistry they've got is amazing
2: i i I agree with that in the second film and i think there were parts of it in this film i'd agree with it but there are some bits i think the the character of Olga went so far awry with the writing. It's just like they forgot what they forgot what they were trying to do with her, and she went, "Oh, she can just go fucking nuts. She can just be the, the she just be the wrong friend for a change. We don't know what to do with her." Totally I, disagree. I thought, That's absolutely really what she was away. last
0: film as well.
2: <laughs> I, I, my biggest problem, I said, I said to you right, My biggest problem, I didn't actually give a fuck going into it, and then when so when you started having throwaway scenes that didn't go anywhere, and they were just filler between music videos, sex scenes. I could give two fucks. I really wasn't interested. So the fact we had two hours of this shit, it was enough of a struggle to get through without actually trying to like anybody.
0: I think I think the joy of this for me, though, and I will use that word, because it, it, it soured very quickly at the end, but the joy of this is actually, yeah, it, it does seem like you get in two hours of pointless nonsense interspersed with music videos until you get to that third act, and you go, oh, no shit, hang on. There was a lot of work went in there. <laughs> like this all actually makes sense here. We've been on this journey. Like, these characters have grown in front of us. That hasn't happened in any of the other films, and they needed to put the work in with Olga because Laura needed someone to bounce off, and Olga was the ideal person to do that. She can't go to Nacho because he's part of the love triangle. She can't go to Massimo because Massimo's... Massimo! She hasn't got any other friends. She goes to her parents in the end, which was a nice touch as well because we saw how disapproving they were in the last film, but... It had to be Olga. And their relationship is so good as well that you do get just kind of lured in by, oh, no, they're just fucking their way around Portugal and having a great time. But actually, no, what's happening is Laura's healing in front of us. And she's leaning on her friend to do that. And she's actually just growing into herself as well and realizing that she doesn't actually need either of these fuckwits. Like, she's fine on her own. Like, she's got, at this point, a successful fashion house. She's got a bestie that would die for her. Like they're proper. There's only one scene where I felt like Olga's character wasn't right, and we'll cover it when we when we get there at the end. But like they're proper ride or die besties for most of this. It's basically Thelma and Louise fuck their way around Europe, and I'm absolutely yeah. fine yeah. for that. Like <laughs> it was great fun, <laughs> really good. Yeah, fun. yeah I, I,
2: 100%. Yeah, I I my I say my problem is I didn't I didn't care enough to actually want to want to engage with any of it. So I was just sitting there going, right, okay, it's more of these two. Okay, that's that's all right. Oh yeah, we've got more people brooding, more fucking, bit more brooding, bit more sulking. Oh, these two again. Oh great, it's the end. And that's just kind of how I got through. I didn't really engage with any of it, so it was a. This is, for me, it's probably as tough a watch as the first one was.
1: Oh god, I'm, nowhere near it. No, no,
2: totally, no. totally
0: disagree. The first one, I would still say, I never ever want to see again, and and is yeah. one of the most horrific films I've ever seen, and I genuinely mean that. The second one left me completely cold. Um, because I was bored all the way through that. But this one really did take me by surprise. As I say, I was a little bit unsure whether I wanted to watch it or not. But they just grabbed me straight away here, and I just found myself getting sucked into it. Every time there was a fucking music video, and I mean that in the literal sense, a fucking music video, I tuned out and started writing more notes. But every time we came out of that and got back into the story, it sucked me in every time. And, And I think part of that, and a lot of criticism I've seen aimed at this series throughout the first three um that, that we've watched. And that suggests it's gonna be a fourth. It, that's just the way it came out. But throughout the throughout these three films, um a lot of the criticism seems to have been leveled at the cast. And I think that's unfair in all three cases. I don't think the cast have ever been bad. Some are better than others. I think some are very, very good. Um and, and I think that helps with these two as well. It helps massively that they get to speak in their native tongue when the two are together. Mm. As we've mentioned um, you know, on our last podcast as well when we were talking um about the fucking german atrocity but as soon as these two are in their native tongue and they're not having to struggle with the language and i don't think either of them do struggle particularly with the language anyway but those performances are just so much better and they just have a natural charm when the two of them are together i think they're absolutely magnificent so very much enjoy um the first scene with them together they're a little bit of shitty exposition here which makes no sense because they backtrack it on it immediately Um, where it's mentioned that apparently Olga has changed her mind about getting married, yet she is getting married again by the end of the film, so I couldn't make sense of that. Um, But yeah, just the two of them fucking around, having very early alcohol breakfasts and things like that. Great, great fun. And then, of course, Olga decides that she has to take Laura to get a haircut. Uh, Boy, is that some fucking haircut because it (laughs) magically cured her fucking wound so that Massimo can fuck her. Um, because you know the next, the very next scene, she literally wanders through his business meeting, sashays through his business meeting, grabs him and takes him to the bedroom with. And this, this annoyed me. This is the first point I got annoyed in this film. Um, they proceed to fuck, yet he doesn't drop trow. Now he's in the middle of a business meeting. There's no way he goes back out to that meeting without spunk all over his trousers, and that really bothered me.
1: Yeah. But- what also really bothered me was when he turns around to leave, he doesn't even tuck back in and zip up. Nope, nothing. Nope. Doesn't just, up. He doesn't wipe up. Nothing. hanging just want... wild and free.
0: Yeah, yep, and, completely.
1: And then Olga comes back in, and she's like, oh, which dress do you want, the red one or the black one? And I was just like, no, what you need to do here, love, was what you did with your first entrance in the second film, and be just like, do you want some knickers? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> because she's tucked them in Massimo's pocket, so those have gone.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean... Yeah, she <laughs> Olga does clock straight away that yeah. she's that she's been fucking because she literally walks in and goes, You've had sex. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, a nice little scene between the two of them. Although it's at this point, I thought I heard it in the first scene, and I definitely heard it in this scene. All of a sudden they've decided to refer to each other as Olo and Larry.
2: Yeah, now this really fucked me off all the I way mean, through. I don't know why. Come from? They didn't do it in the last film, they didn't do it in no. the first film. And all of a sudden, we're just... No, no they're, they're Larry and Olo. Well, fuck me. What is I mean, the point in that?
0: It's a bit fucking stupid, right? And it did annoy me first time. But again, by the time we'd spent about 10 minutes with them, I was like, no, that's who these are. It, it's Olo and Larry. crazy bitches fucking their way across Europe. <laughs> like, totally down for it. It's like they've got these like weird alter egos it's, you know it was like lauren hardy Olo and larry like off they go we've got a whole franchise here thelma and louise it's Olo and larry and they're fucking their way across europe absolutely driven off a fucking cliff um it was just weird that they haven't used these nicknames at all throughout the first two but it didn't it rubbed up against me here yeah it, I, I it, just it pissed me off and it was
2: it was one of those again i felt and you've, you've, you've alluded to the fact that they've done a lot of work to try and build characters in this film they haven't done before Mm-hmm. And for me, it's sort of too little, too late. You know, they've got hang on. Why are you trying to do this now? What you've you had two and a, two and a bit films to establish this. Why are you now bringing it in? Because at this point, it's just you know, it's it's not gonna, it's not gonna change how how anybody sees these characters. It's Not gonna. Oh yeah, they've got these cute, you know cute little nicknames for each other. Well, who cares?
0: No, I again, Mark, I disagree completely because it did change how I see yeah. these characters Give massively. It's it's not too little, too late. And actually, like there are things that happen in that first film that can't be excused uh, and certainly can't be forgotten about. But had they stuck the landing on this film, I think in retrospect, I genuinely could have gone back to most of the first and the second one and actually started to peg a journey through it. and gone, actually that, like, it's not good. It's never going to be good, but this at least holds together, which is more than you can say for most trilogies, let alone most films that we talk about. Um, so I don't think it was too little too late. I think there was actually enough work had gone in earlier on. We just didn't see it going anywhere because we were too distracted by the fucking because it's mostly fucking. But actually, the story beats were there all along. They'd planted the seeds. It's just that they've waited this long to water them. Um, And maybe I am giving it too much credit. I don't know. But I call things as I see them. And I, I definitely had a reaction to this film that I didn't have to the other two. Oh, I uh, had a
2: reaction to this film as well. It's just very similar and, to the one I had to the first two.
0: And incidentally, most of the reviews I've read of it have been incredibly negative. And most of the reviews I've read have been one or two stars. And it tends to be people complaining about how different this is to the first two because there isn't enough fucking and there's too much story. So Did I watch watch the wrong fucking film? I don't know. I don't think you did, Mark. I think you're just (laughs) trying to judge it by a very different yardstick. Um, (laughs) You've got to to meet these things on their own terms, right? And, you know, this is never not going to be softcore porn. OK, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it says on the tin. So if it wants to actually try and elevate softcore porn, then why not? You know, if we, if we want a character arc in there and if we actually want a really good sort of heterosexual love story between two females as well, then why not? Why can't you have that in a softcore? Why can't you have that in any film to start with? But certainly, like, why can't we have it here? These two have got great chemistry, and if they want to call each other Olo and Larry, then fine, they can call each other Olo and Larry, as long as that's it's a bit of flavor for their relationship. Just took some settling into. Um, so, yeah, and at this point, I definitely realized, because I've even made made a note of it, that I have to admit that after two films and almost four and a half hours at this point, I'm really fucking invested in Laura. And then I've put in brackets, still Team Nacho, by the way. <laughs> We'll talk yeah, about Chris, that more think, as we go Chris, through Chris, I
1: think you and me are in exactly the same wavelength with this film.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I figured we would yeah. be, because yeah. hive mind and stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. So, just when I thought I was warming to Massimo then, all of a sudden he gets all fucking possessive and alpha male at the club for no reason, out of fucking nowhere, because how dare she go out without him and blah, 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 and Olga's having a good time. And, you know, all of a sudden he just grabs her and drags her into the back room where there's a stripper Dancing for nobody. Exactly. So
1: Like I've gotta say, I feel really bad for the actress that paid the pole dancer because she was a really good pole dancer. Like pole dancing is fucking hard. And she was doing a really good job. And she wasn't just doing the usual gyrate against a pole and call it pole pole dancing. She was doing some very advanced pose work. And I was just like, Hats off to you, love. Like you've got quite a lot of screen time here you're doing a really good job, but you can never turn around to your parents and be just like, yo, so I finally got my big yeah. break.
2: I, I was in one of the biggest films on
0: Netflix. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is that You can't to it. watch it. Yeah. There is there is that to it. Um, so, yeah, then, then, of course, we get more softcore porn fuckery as she decides to basically edge him. Um, but then immediately decides she'll blow him anyway. So what was the fucking point? Um, and then not much happens until they get home and go to bed and then he goes off the fucking deep end out of oh. nowhere and and again plants the seed for where i thought the end was going to go mm-hmm. um and i don't like it but i thought he was going to work for the character like he immediately tries to gaslight her because of course he does cuz he's a cunt like he's immediately like yes well you went out without me and by the way you didn't tell me that you lost our baby and so this is all your fault cuz you're a horrible person never mind the fact that she's been fucking driven into in a tunnel shot in the stomach, lost a baby, been raped, kidnapped. I was was going to say,
2: let's start (laughs) at the beginning. She's been kidnapped, raped, forced into a marriage. Yep.
0: But this is all her fault.
2: Assassinated in a tunnel. Yeah. 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 Clearly all her fault.
0: All her fault because she didn't come and tell him that she lost the baby. Never mind the fact she's bound to be grieving herself as well and needs to process all of this shit. She didn't tell him. So she's a bad person. Now, Having said all of that, as despicable as I think Massimo is as a character, I said it at the end of part two, and I'm going to say it again here, and I've already said it once tonight as well. This guy's a really fucking good actor. Like, he's fucking excellent in this scene. Yeah. Like, he really is. Like, you can see him holding the rage back. It's in his fucking eyes. He's excellent. Like, he's way too good for this shit.
2: I mean, to be fair, I think we said the same towards the end of the last film as well, he, he he's sort of, as they, they've realized actually he's you know he's he's more than just a blunt object they can actually get him to do stuff and yeah. towards the end of the second film and into this when they give actually give him something to do other than just fuck Laura. yeah and no, the, the stuff you do get yeah you're right you think he's, he's he is too good i think the, th- the three leads are too good for this this project
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Laura is really good as well, and she's one of the ones that's had the most flack for her acting
2: capabilities.
0: Um, I, I think she's. I think, excellent. I think the problem, the
2: problem yeah, with think, that is that people who are watching it are watching it and judging her on her delivery of English language, because yeah. there are some bits that she trips over because it's not her first language, and I think that's a really harsh way to judge her because actually, most people who will be going on here and judging will only speak one language.
0: Yeah, and so also, they to judge? Yeah, and also, when you consider her performance in, in a language other than a native tongue. And the performance of the guys in 2025 when they're not in their native tongue—it's night yeah. and day. It's yeah. absolutely even the best performance in 2025 is nowhere near as good as her performance here. So I think it's very very unfair. Um. So yeah. So so they have a fight, and then the first of many dream sex sequences. Yeah. Um. Between Laura and Nacho, except horror actually massimo's going down on her whilst she's thinking about nacho so all of a sudden we've got this this conflict going on immediately
1: well no because you've got the conflict set up in the first the first scene because this is like i agree with you chris is this is where they've actually gone for like oh shit we need stories so we need to set things up so even before they bring nacho in just to cue any audience members that possibly are coming into the third film haven't seen the first two what you've instantly established before this dream scene is that there are two guys in her life. One of them throws the glass and one of them picks them up and carries her away from the glass. And like that's that I made a note of that because that's a really fucking important point. Like one of them is putting her in harm's way. And one of them is taking her away from harm. Mm -hmm. So, and then as well, like, let's face it, we all fucking love nachos. Who doesn't get wet for nachos? (laughs)
2: But I did think it was quite interesting actually. To, coming on to that bit, that fact that we you do get the flashback to Nacho carrying, um, carrying her away, and you then cut to Massimo comes back and picks her up and carries her away as well. So again, they're just trying to, they, they, again, this, this may be reading, reading too much into it, but it's like they're almost trying to. Go, oh, actually, well, let's tr- let's try and put a comparison between them. Let's try not to paint, not not to paint Massimo as a complete swat, and mm-hmm. Nacho is the one who's clearly going to win out. Let's try and you know try and put a bit of ambiguity there. So I think. You know, in in that sense, they're trying to set things up for later on. So, th- there are points in it where you think, okay, they are thinking about it, they are trying, and they're trying they're, rather than just trying to push the two of them as polar opposites all the time. They are trying to draw parallels. And I thought that was quite an interesting way of doing it, quite a subtle way of doing it, without go, you know without having having to say anything. It's literally just what you would you know, what you would do anyway. It's like, right, okay, well, I'll I'll remove it from. It. I've created an issue, so I'll take it away. And it's just it was I thought that was quite interesting and it's quite a, quite a a nice way of moving moving things along a
1: little bit.
0: It's yeah, storytelling,
1: they, showing, it, not telling.
0: It is, yeah. And they do yeah. well with that later on as well. Um, it, it does get more dialogue heavy when Nacho does eventually get reintroduced later on. But they do really well with drawing those comparisons there as well. And actually they do really well with framing these things to show us how much Laura has grown as well. Because as much as I am team Nacho, when we do eventually get back to him again later on, I'm absolutely like, no, I'm not team Nacho at all. I'm team fucking Laura is what I am. And she doesn't Everard need either of our, these that's the point fuckwits. of the film. Right? She doesn't need either of these fuckwits. And they do very well to kind of show that, like, they're two sides of a, of a mirror. They really are. And and yes, Nacho's, like, the far more charming and, and caring and sensitive side, but he's still fucked in the head, and he's still a gangster. And let's not forget, he did still technically, technically kidnap her. She just wasn't aware of it. Yeah, um, and also so... <laughs> killed,
2: killed three people. Or yeah. two people.
0: So they do really well with that later on, but at this point, no, I'm yeah. still full on team Nacho. Um and and in a in a direct competition between the two always will be, because he's way better than Massimo. Um now at this point I've just written randomly, this is the first of many times I'm gonna say this. Isn't this supposed to be a fucking turf war brewing? Who the fuck's got time for clubbing, lunch, and tennis? Like he's decided in the middle of all of this, he's just gonna play some tennis. But he but can't even do that like a normal human being because he's got to lose his shit and throw everything. everywhere. Yeah, because again, it's, it's re,
1: is, reestablishing the difference between them, because, you know, like we've established he's got issues with fucking her, but he's quite happy to, like, you know, yank it in the shower. And then he's throwing toddler tantrums when he's playing tennis and all the rest of it. And it's like,
0: and that tantrum is fucking hilarious. Like this yeah. is one of the most unintentionally hilarious things in the film for a yeah. start. Instead of taking the steps up from the court, he has to just jump up onto the wall from a standing start. He has to do like a full-on frog leap up onto the wall and then take his sunglasses off dramatically and throw them on the ground so he can stare Laura right in the eye as he storms past her like an absolute cunt. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, One of the most unintentionally hilarious things in the film. One thing I, I
2: was wondering is how many takes they had to do of him not sticking that landing before they actually caught it.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd love to see (laughs) where he's
2: raised his shin coming back
0: down the wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see him falling on his ass. Um, And then there's mention that now Olga is getting married again. So I don't understand this bit. Maybe I misheard it at the start or misread it rather because it was in the subtitles. But I swear they said at the start that she now wasn't getting married.
2: I think she was having jitters, wasn't she? And then when they were in the club, I think didn't he come in and start fucking yeah, her? He come
0: in and started fucking her. Yeah, because I got confused there as well. But here they make it clear that yeah. she is once again getting So married. clearly
2: that's all it all it took. She needed a good dick in.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, fuck knows. but then, you know, in the interest of progressing our story, you know, and seeing how these characters are, have grown, it's important that we see how Massimo's going to, you know, deal with this shit. And of course, it's important to treat it like an adult. So when your marriage is on the skids, you know what I always think helps? You should go and do a shit ton of coke and fuck a bunch of women in gimp suits. I'm sure that's going to yep. make things right as rain, isn't it? Cocaine is, it is,
1: is, 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 yeah. is, is oh, must be fuck. like the glue that holds a marriage together.
0: Clearly. But it's okay because he can't actually fuck the gimps because he's in love with Laura. Oh, I think right. that's what they were trying to tell us anyway. Um, yeah. What a fucking arsehole. What an absolute fucking arsehole. Um, yeah, don't don't like him at all then then we get Laura's pissed off so she decides to throw herself into a her work and we get some sort of fuckery with the dressmaking and stuff which doesn't really add much narratively other than it shows us again Laura growing like she's fucked off with him so she's going to go and throw herself into a her work and actually actually becomes quite successful about it but the important bit for me with the whole like dressmaking storyline and the fashion house is that when she walks in and catches her supervisor fucking the guy Um, like, she's kind of a dick about it because, like, she just, she wanders in and just stands there and watches them. It's like, in that situation, when you're the owner of the company and you're catching someone fucking (laughs) in the work, like, there's three things you can do, right? You can dress them down immediately because it's unprofessional and you sack them both and they go, yeah? Or you walk out and pretend you didn't see them and let them finish. Or you join in. Which well, is what don't... I was expecting. Here, I've got to chance yeah. But what you don't do is just stand there awkwardly watching them, mm. so that they both finish, and he kind of toddles away with his dick between his legs, <laughs> and then, you... and then no, you've got to let it wipe up and get sorted and come back to to have yeah. a professional conversation. How weird is that? It is, and
2: from from that standpoint as well, you know, coming from it as being, you know, being the the designer and the business owner and all the rest of it, I'd be more fucked off. She's she's trashing all the designs by get, by fucking on them.
0: Oh yeah, I, I did there's, think there's that a, as well. A, actually, she's scrunching up there. a lot of that paper, and I did think, like, hang on, these are hand drawn. That's a bit of work. <laughs> yeah, I this is back. a bit, yeah, a bit disrespectful. This, um, but you know, they just needed another sex scene, um, and and this is really the end of our first act, right? We've established the marriages on the skids. She's had a fucking enough. We just need an excuse to get her out of there and grow. So randomly, we're going to Portugal. There's yeah. no setup for this whatsoever. There's no, no like, hey, there's this big fashion show in Portugal that we should try and get into. None of it. There's just a random phone call that they get so excited they go fucking Monica from Friends. And you can't understand a <laughs> fucking word they're saying. It's a good job there's subtitles. Yeah. and then I think, we I find think the out...
2: Dog Next Door was going fucking mad at this point.
0: Yeah. And then we find out they're all going to Portugal. What's weird about it is that it's a fashion show and they have to explain it to the woman that works in the, in the fashion day. studio with them. But anyway, Whatever. I don't care. Act one was very, very weird. There was some very good stuff, some very bad stuff, but we get into act two and we get to Portugal and straight away this film just takes off for me. Like, it, yeah, immediately 100%. it percent. Like, like I, I've I got, like, legit this looks like a fucking blast. I love
1: this.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what I did. Like, the two of them are going to Portugal on holiday. I will take this all day yeah. long. Like, leave the yeah. guys out of it. They're assholes anyway. I don't care about them. I wasn't expecting us to spend quite so long in Portugal with them, but I'm glad that we did. I thought it would just be another quick montage, but no, absolutely great. Um, The only thing I will say is when they're on their way from the airport when they're in Portugal, neither of them, and I noticed this then going through the film as well, especially Laura. Nobody wears a seatbelt in the back of the car. You'd think she'd have learned her fucking lesson. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. You'd think she'd have made sure everybody's wearing seatbelts, but whatever. They've learned nothing. Yeah, And, and then I've written. Maybe this is because I consider myself somewhat of a storyteller, or maybe I was just having a psychic moment. But they're on a beach and there's a surfing contest, and I've written immediately, I fucking bet Nacho is surfing at this beach. Yeah. I mean, he had to be, didn't he? Well, yeah. that's, and, and if he hadn't quite twigged it anyway, she then starts talking
2: about her surfing lesson. I said, like, yeah. oh, right, yeah, that's right, yeah. He, taught, he was trying to teach her how to surf, and
0: they're better. However, I really, really like how they handled the reveal. We don't see him. We hear his name announced over the tannoy and we see Laura's reaction, which is excellent. You mentioned earlier, Helen, show, don't tell. And this is exactly it. Like This is Laura's story. It doesn't matter that Nacho's there. We need to see what Laura's feeling about that. And that's what we get. They stay with her. This is really quite intelligent filmmaking. And I did not expect it from the final film in this series.
1: Yeah. Also, bonus points for the fact that because they're drinking cocktails at the time, when Laura's just like, oh, shit, Nacho. And Olga's like, yeah, what the fuck do you mean? Nachos would be amazing right now. Yeah. like, yes, make that joke. Fucking here yeah. for it. I've, I've
0: written it here. She says, Nacho, where's the nachos? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what well, I'm even more here for, and if, as if I couldn't love Olga anymore, there are several points in this film where I think I can't love her anymore and they just push her over the top that bit yeah. more. This is the first of them, where she decides to create a distraction for Laura to get away mm. And her distraction is to just drape herself across the balcony and shout as loud as possible. I fucking love surfing so much. Woohoo. And throw her arms around.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. This is the point in my notes where I've written, Olga is my spirit animal. I fucking (laughs) love her.
0: She's amazing. I love her. She's absolutely. And the thing is, as a distraction, it works because there's no way you can't look at her. Yeah. (laughs) she makes her body as large as possible so Laura can kind of crouch down and get away and just screams at the top of her lungs about how much she loves surfing. She's fucking amazing. Absolutely. Like, as sophisticated as a house brick. She's absolutely brilliant. I love her. I love, I love her. Love yeah. her. Yeah. I've got yeah. some
2: really fucking smart house bricks, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and this is where I'm starting to realise things are creeping up on me here, because I've written, I think there's some fucking plot here. <laughs> 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 I've I've written it question mark. <laughs> I said I think there's a plot here. If there is, I want more of it. But if not, I don't really care purely because this is the Laura and Alga show, and <laughs> I would be fine if there was no more plot and we just had another hour of these two. I'd be fine, yeah. absolutely fine with it.
1: Also, um, kind of want to go to Portugal now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did do a good yeah. job of selling Portugal yeah. as a holiday destination, didn't they? Yeah. Um, we get some more dream fucking for, for no good reason other than. It's oh, been God. A while since we've that had some dream
1: fucking sequence. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Right. So, we've already said this is like a fan fiction of a fan fiction of Twilight, mm. which, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. But the whole, like, you know primal, sensual, let's let's, you know, no, no BDSM this is all about like pure spiritual emotions because we're in a fucking TP or whatever and it's like lit by mm.
0: It's not good, there's a worse one later on well not Oh not yeah, worse. there's like
1: worse yeah, no.
0: it, 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 I don't know if it was worse but for me it was worse for reasons which we'll talk about when we get there but yeah, yeah. the TP one's a bit weird but what's even more weird is that I know they're trying to lean into it so I'm going to go with it and you know, they're telling us a story here, so I'll go with it, but, like, she's dream-fucking him again, but she can actually fuck him at this point. Like, he's there, Mm -hmm. she's separated, kind of, from her husband at this point. They haven't officially called it it off, but she's pretty much... Does it count
2: as a separation if he doesn't actually know?
0: They're on a break, okay? (laughs) She's at the beach and they're on a break. She can fuck him if she wants to. Um,
2: mm. Let's be fair in this in, in this film. I don't I don't think there's a really uh, a moral argument either
0: way. So like yeah. he's he's there, like he's clearly better than Massimo anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So like I don't understand why she's still dream fucking. But all right, I'll go with it because we need to play the long game a little bit, and it makes sense with the scene we've just had. Um, but more importantly, again, brewing turf war here. Shouldn't Nacho be at home defending his fucking turf instead of surfing and dream well, no. fucking Laura?
2: No, because he needs to be in some sort of surfing competition, which is clearly like a world championship or something. It's clearly that important. You would blow up the
1: turf war, right? Okay, I really hate. I'm going to have to interject here, but as is established in the second film, he doesn't actually want to be mafioso. He No, just wants he doesn't. To he just wants
0: to surf. That's true. I'd forgotten about <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Like
1: this did. is a, this is this is them building fucking character. They're leaning into the fact that okay, yeah, so he's mafia he's technically next in line for this like mafia throne, but he doesn't want to be he's not actually mafia he's he's like as far away from massimo as he can be because all the dude wants to do is just chill on the beach and (laughs) stuff yeah
0: he does that is true he does um i I just still think i
1: have to say that i I just still think
0: brewing turf war the family's pretty much gonna make sure nobody's going anywhere you're on lockdown really yeah as I say, um, from
2: you no know, from my vast experience of the actual mafia but no from certainly through films <laughs> you don't fucking leave no you, know. you don't
0: uh, uh, both are vast experiences which is basically from scorsese films yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You but yeah absolutely you yeah.
2: Anyway. It, it doesn't matter whether you want it or not if you're next at nine you're fucking there
0: yeah but anyway he's there fine whatever i'll go with it um it, it's no we, it's,
2: it's no more or less ridiculous than the rest of the fucking franchise so you know
0: we then get the one bit where I will say there is a very poor performer in this film, and I hate calling out poor performances. Um, but And I think we said it in the last podcast as well. Nacho's sister is appalling. Yeah. And when they when they get to the fashion show and they have to vamp while they're looking at the dresses, it is the worst ad-libbing I have ever seen yeah. in my life, where the two of them turn around and they're like, oh, did you see this dress? Isn't this nice? Yeah, it's right in front of us. Of course yeah. we can see this dress. It's, it's like pulling fucking teeth.
1: Also... Yeah can we just comment on well no i mean you guys probably don't want to but i'm going to just comment on the actual fucking dresses that are walking down this runway because um i i don't know anything
2: about there are times neither do i but you can still tell what looks like shit
1: yeah but i like as much as i like trashy romance novels i also like trashy uh reality tv and i do like project runway and all the rest of it where you get all of these young and eager designers that go completely off the fucking wall and create these things that nobody would ever wear in their right mind and they just call it fashion and like the the outfits that are coming down this runway are they're not couture. they are some sort of fucking travesty where somebody got like smashed up between live action cinderella and live action lord of the rings and like literally the outfits are divided in half so you've got one half that is like bdsm dominatrix like bodysuit and one half that is fluffy fairy tale gown like i was just like and then and Nacho's sister and lara were just like oh yes this 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 is a lovely dress and oh yes i could totally see myself wearing it like fuck off
0: and that is the level of dialogue they're throwing out. Yeah. Oh, yes, no, I, it's lovely. I think you were yes, being quite generous
2: there, me. actually, with, with your sort of, you know, comparisons. Like, to me, it was sort of you know, half uh, half 80s sofa that your Nan had and half dumpster fire. Oh, God. I, Dreadful.
1: I literally
0: can't even remember what the dresses looked like because I didn't horrible. care. The other it thing...
2: Was,
1: I into my retinas, I can the, remember. The other
2: thing, right? Didn't the sister, Wasn't the sister like, heavily pregnant in the last film?
0: She's still pregnant, isn't she? No, she's no, not she, pregnant. She mentions... She, she mentioned, yeah, she mentioned when she she's post baby because she's yeah, yeah, she getting back, back
2: into insect. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you don't know how thin she was to start with. Maybe she's still got a bit of weight on her there. Don't be judgy, yeah. Mark. Don't fat shame <laughs> the girl. I'm, I'm fairly sure nobody's
2: ever gone from having a child to being like a size four in that shorter space of time.
0: I don't know. It depends how much she exercises. I mean, she's you know probably plenty of the old. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've already seen there's plenty of that flying if around cesarean, as
1: well. You can have a tummy tuck at the same time.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and the old Colombian does wonders for your metabolism. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. So. You know. Um, However, as much as I've been Team Nacho all the way through, and he really still hasn't put a foot wrong for me throughout this entire film, uh, or, or the two films, uh, oh, this yeah. is the first point where we start to peel back the layers of Nacho a bit as well, because sending his sister in first is a dick move. Oh, absolutely. And it is very clear that that's what he's done, because he's brooding over at the bar. Yeah. He's there looking all sultry and brooding, and yeah, just a little bit sad. <laughs> 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 just, just enough, just enough that she feels sorry for him, you know. But he sends his sister in for that's a dick move. That's a real dick move. Yeah. Um, and whilst all of this is going on, is that older when you're fourteen? And, left you with so you the send your mate to ask a girl out. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's fine. When you're fourteen and you send your mate to ask a girl out, that's like accepted rules of engagement. That's yeah, okay. but when you when you <laughs> like when you are
2: no. When, when you push in thirty and you're like next in line to this like kick off mafia it's family,
0: not, it's not even that. It's when she spent time with the family and formed a bond with the sister, and then things have gone awry between the two of them. Like, if you want to try and sort that out, you need to go and speak to her yourself. You don't send in the person that you. You don't get a soft open from the sister. That's just yeah. wrong.
1: I think what this was was this up. was this was a this was an attempt to again form a uh, parallel. Oh yes, Nacho it definitely and, was. And yeah, Massimo, yeah. where Massimo and his twin brother kill each other. Well, yeah. we Whereas Nacho and his sister, like fucking besties, wingmen, like in it. Yeah, flight, yeah,
0: totally, like, totally get it. I'm, also, I'm, I'm here yeah, for the technique. It
1: work. It yeah, no, work. no,
0: it, it, it does. I'm here for the technique. I, I see what they're doing. It's, it's just that I wasn't expecting it because I was, I was all for Nacho. And then we start just pulling these layers back and realizing that he's just a different kind of hot mess. Like he's still still yeah. got issues. He's still got issues. He's just he's a soft boy instead of being a raging fucking monster. But he's still got some issues. But yeah, meantime, this is all great and all, but the real important stuff is happening <laughs> over at the bar where Olga yeah. is getting absolutely trashed. Despite the fact she's she's now definitely betrothed, she decides she wants to try and fuck the barman just to the point where security have to eject her from the club and we get a brilliant Benny Hill chase sequence yeah <laughs> just chasing her around the lobby literally you when they're running around the coffee down table to the stairwell yeah, yeah yeah great stuff and like- then I Again, I, when am, I,
1: si- I am Olga in this scene because when I'm <laughs> wasted, I also don't do stairs. And this was the point where I was just like, "Fuck!" Out of all of the characters in this film, I'm fucking Olga. <laughs> that
0: that fucking stair scene on the fire escape. As I said, there are several points in this film where just where I think I can't love her anymore. They push it over the top. And when she when she's out on that staircase and the guy's complaining above, and she's just like, "Hello, my friend. Do you have a local beer?" And then just proceeds to fall all the way down the stairs. She's fucking amazing. She it's really is.
1: Just, it's just the fact that she says, I don't, I don't do fucking stairs. And I'm no, just like, he... and I'm like, there was a time when I was in Amsterdam with Ben, where Ben was trying to get me to go into a smoking club. And I turned around to him and I refused because I was really fucking wasted. And my response for why we couldn't go there was, I don't do stairs. And I was just like, it's not even that her response is
0: even more perfect than that it's not i don't do stairs she takes one look at the fire escape and just says oh fuck no stairs
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean that was my actual response i was just like i fucking love her but also they kind of did olga dirty in that sequence because we have just seen her drink so much wine and do shots and everything And yet we're to believe that the beer is what makes her suddenly, like, paralytic. Like, no, no, honey, no. Yeah, she can handle alcohol
0: better than that. Although it it is suggested that she's been at that bar for a very long time. (laughs) Well, at least while the whole fashion show has gone on, she's been drinking that bar. Yeah,
1: but drinking beer, she would not be that wasted.
0: True, true. But you don't know what she's drunk beforehand as well. So, Mm. but yeah. I, that was a nice scene as well, actually. We, we steamrolled over that, but um, her just coming in and ordering a beer straight away, and then Laura being, oh no, I'll have some champagne. And again, just the, just the interplay between the two of them about ordering yeah. the two drinks was very, very good. Um, so then we get our first real scene between Laura and Nacho. And despite the previous scene, I'm still kind of team Nacho at this point, because she says to him that everything was so perfect until you showed up. Really was it? Because yeah. I'm fairly sure she'd already left Massimo I'm before sure, Nacho showed up.
2: I'm fairly sure that's called Stockholm syndrome.
0: Yeah, but well, it is. But she'd even with the Stockholm syndrome, she'd voluntarily, as we believed and as she believed at the time, left Massimo. Yeah, she and got, Nacho she was, was just the there as a white knight. Yeah. Yeah. So she got in the
2: car. She threw her phone away. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's not blameless. Don't no. get me wrong. He still technically kidnapped her. He's not blameless. Well, he
2: didn't kidnap her. She got involuntarily. She just didn't know where the fuck she was going. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but there was withholding not... of information. There's, no. a, there's there. a semantic yeah. argument to be made. But yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's so he's not blameless. But it's not entirely his fault either. So I think it's unfair. Yeah. To say that everything was perfect until Nacho showed up. Um, and then he takes her back home, and we get an extremely and again it, it's it's deliberate, you know, because we've seen this shot of Massimo many many times, but we get that extremely predatory shot of Nacho watching her through the window with his reflection in the glass, mm-hmm. and he just looks like an animal. Um, it's the first time he's truly looked dangerous, um, which again really really nice. Drawing the parallels between the two, they get vulnerable. to the house
2: actually. How many open fucking flames there were with billowing net curtains. Burn the fucking house down.
1: Unattended candles don't fucking do it.
2: No, I'm not being funny. You spend all that time. You,
0: you never mind burning the house down. They're naked all the time as well. They're like <laughs> they're gonna singe their pubes.
2: Like, I don't think anybody had any. Uh, probably not actually.
0: If they were, they were digitally removed. But then you'd never know half the time anyway because they're either shot from behind or they wear trousers. Mm. So there's one thing I will say for Nacho, he does at least take his keks off. The fuck like yeah. if nothing else there was one know.
2: scene that we, we, we skipped past it. it's the one where um, uh, Laura and Massimo uh, before they start arguing and he's, a, he's mid going down on, on her and then, he, then she, he, he stops is that he is he's got his ass out at one point and then when he steps off the bed he's, he's then got his trousers on again so from, magic trousers. I say from a continuity point of view like literally you've gone from one shot to the next it's not even if you cut away and come back to it. He's gone. No, on.
1: no, it was Nacho with his trousers off because Nacho's actor was hired for his ass, not his face.
2: No, this was before Nacho turned up. It was, it was, it was the scene where he's where Massimo's going down on her, and then yeah, she stops
1: responding, so he needs to then
0: think something. Yeah, wrong.
1: because he you never see Massimo with his trousers oh, yeah. off like that yeah, no. with the trousers off. That was always Nacho.
0: Yeah, that, that was oh, okay. that was the dream sequence I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, she's dreaming about Nacho, yeah, but right. Massimo's going Na- down Na- on Nacho, her. I'll, I'll blame the small is... screen for that. I was watching that on
2: my iPad. I must have, must yeah, have no, yeah, yeah, you know. no,
0: she's no that that's that's definitely intentional. It's it's Nacho okay. that's going down on her. Right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll apologise. I was watching I'm watching that bit on my iPad, so I must have um, yeah. must have caught that on the small screen.
0: So you know, just when just when Nacho can't get any any more perfect <laughs> as we think he is, like she completely blue balls him just like she's done with Massimo, he's, and Massimo has just gone off the deep end. But instead, Nacho allows her to leave, offers to drive her home, and then says he will wait for her as long as it takes, even if it's the rest of his life.
2: No pressure, right?
0: How the fuck does she not just leave with him right now instead of just going back to that? Comp- like, don't get me wrong, this in itself, yeah, this is a little bit soft, boy. This is like, you know, that's not 100% genuine, but still, like, it's more genuine than anything she's going to get from Massimo. Mm -hmm. Like, and and it's delivered with absolute sincerity as well, to be fair. He is Mm -hmm. pledging his undying love to her and really would just run away with her, leave it all behind. And they could just go and live in a beach shack somewhere and surf. And you know, he means it. It's not going to be perfect, but it's there. Yeah. You know, how the fuck does she not see this?
1: Because they have to do do that, though, because when she ran away with Nacho the first time, Mm -hmm. you can argue that she thought she saw, you know, because there was the twin thing. So she legitimately believed that her husband was cheating on her, that that relationship was over. So you can morally justify her going off with somebody else and she doesn't actually sleep with him I mean, don't get me wrong, she has a lot of sex dreams about him that we see in detail, but she doesn't actually sleep with him. But what we need to do now for an audience is set up a scenario where it is acceptable for Laura to cheat in her marriage because Massimo hasn't at this stage. Like, he's come really fucking close with his cocaine orgy, but he hasn't actually fucking cheated. Mm. Like, and...
0: in the game of sexual mm. top trumps, though, pretty sure kidnap and rape definitely oh, God. cheating. No, <laughs> like,
1: no denying that sure. at all. But it's just Yeah, But I get this,
0: what you're saying. We yeah, because this, to... this is
1: this is one of my hard. This is one of like my hard lines, along with things like rape and shit. But I I don't like fics or films or any sort of romance scenario. Where the love triangle consists of one person cheating on somebody else. That's like mm-hmm. a hard... It's an instant no for mm-hmm. me. And it instantly like makes me dislike the characters. Because I'm like, if you are that tempted, if that is the scenario, then you have to break it off beforehand. Like, yeah. If yeah. you get back together later on, that's fine. But you cannot... Be yeah. in a relationship or some a, a fucking marriage. Yeah.
2: There has to be a, ge- a a genuine belief that that relationship has ended. Is over. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. And
1: the problem that I've got with the beach scene is that that is not the case. And no. I, However, I hate yeah, it. I
0: hate it. Yeah, I get it. I get what you say. I hate the beach scene for different reasons. But let's get into it now. I mean, he tells her that he'll wait forever. Turns out he doesn't have to wait very fucking long at all because no, she not fucks at him all. on the beach in the next yeah. scene. Um but- so I think, yeah, I get what you're saying, Helen, and I agree. But I also think in order for them to tell the story that they're telling, there's a hump that we have to get over. Yeah. This is that hump, no pun mm-hmm. intended. And then they immediately deal with it as well. So for Laura to grow, I think she has to go through this. It's it's a horrible thing to do to Nacho, but he's her rebound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's her
0: she's she's coming off the back of a very, very abusive, traumatic relationship. He's the mirror opposite of least we think so yeah so she goes and she fucks him on the beach i find it very traumatic because i'm just looking at it thinking about all the places that sand is gonna go
1: yeah and like it's beach not sex pleasant. isn't is, is a no same as like any sort of outdoor sex like yep. in a wood or something because all of that shit gets somewhere and like i'm not gonna lie like when you when you sort of like you you're home and it's like falling out your knickers you're just like this is just not Ew. sexy yeah it's, yeah, not, it's not sexy
0: I hate sand. It gets yeah, everywhere. Sand gets
1: fucking everywhere and it yeah. really does get fucking everywhere.
0: Anakin was right. Uh so <laughs> it, However <laughs> Wasn't right about much. Like killing younglings and stuff, not cool. Sand I don't kids are assholes. Definitely right about the sand. Um <laughs> But as I said earlier as well, if nothing else in this scene, at least he takes his fucking trousers off before he fucks. And you're absolutely yeah. right, Helen, it's because he was hired entirely for his ass. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we get this scene, and then this is where, like, this mid-act two point now, I've I've been enjoying the stuff with Laura and Alga, but this is where this film really kicked into gear for me, because then they immediately flip the switch and start telling the story, because the first thing Nacho does after they fucked is gaslight her, just like Massimo, because now he's had to shoot three people just to give her a choice, because he loves her so much, and if he wasn't so madly in love with her, he wouldn't have to be a gangster and defend her. And so the alarm bells ring, and off she goes on her journey of self-discovery. And actually, yes, it's taken two and a half films to get her here, but we've been on that ride with her. And by God, it's been visceral. Like, my reaction to that first film I hated it. I hate, hate, hate everything that we have to go through with her in that first film. But when it gets us here and she actually got, you can see the penny drop and she goes, no, fuck this. I'm like, yeah, go on, girl. Like, all right, I'll take this journey with you now. Like, fuck 'em them up. Both of them do it. And I'm here for it. And But she needed to get over that hump with Nacho first. She needed to fall for him as well to give her that hard shock to her system as a character it goes, actually, no, I don't want any of this. My life was perfectly fine before these fucking assholes. And all right, now I've got a fashion house, but maybe I could have got that on my own anyway. So I am totally here for Laura just not putting up with anyone's shit from here on out. Like this film really had me at this point. Um, so yeah, she goes to see Massimo and walks away from him. Totally here for that. Um, but then we get a weird cut that really annoyed me, followed by a scene that really annoys me. So she goes back. Massimo's at her apartment. They have a confrontation. Yeah. She takes him up to the roof to have an argument because it's far more scenic up there, so we may as well have a storm all the way up to the roof so they can argue in front of the sunset. Absolutely. She tells him to get fucked. Totally here for that. Then she goes downstairs and starts crying, and then we have a horrible cut where they jump the line of action entirely, and then she's finished crying. Yeah it's disgusting and very very jarring very distracting Um, if if it was intended which i mean everything's intended because that's what we're seeing but it doesn't fit with the scene is what i'm saying in in a more frenetic scene that would be very very effective because it does definitely provoke a reaction it makes me feel on edge and that's not what we should be doing here we need to wallow with her a little bit yeah um What's weird about it then, though, is Olga comes in and appears for the first minute or so of this scene to have had a complete character transplant. Mm -hmm. Where she just lays into Laura and tells her she's being stupid and selfish. And what's this going to do for her wedding? And now they're in danger. And that's not her character at all. As I said earlier, up until this point, she has been ride or die. Mm -hmm. Like she would do anything for Laura. And then they do save it at the end. They do bring it back around um, where she says to her, "You just say the word, and I'll fucking kill both of them." And that's a really good delivery as well, and she means it, and that's really good the way they end the scene. But to start with, it just feels off. I was like, "What? What's going on here? This is really fucking weird." And I so I don't this, know. This is what what's I, was, happening
2: so here. I was talking about earlier on. So you, you get this scene. That there are a couple of lines of so early on where it, it just it almost looks as though they've they've wanted to do something and then actually no, we can't do that. We need to rein it back in. And I don't know whether, again, I don't know whether it's intentional. They, they want us to sort of be so in this, of this, this little bit of doubt, this little bit of tension. So when you, ha- when you get to this, this argument between them, it, it works a bit better. But it just seemed like they, there was an intention to do that, but they didn't quite do it. They, 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 they reverted back to, oh yeah, we're just you know, two pals gaffing around you know, goofing around and having a good time. And then you get this scene, and yeah, you re- it just appears completely out of character because of it.
0: And yeah, I, think, I,
2: I think that's what I was talking about earlier. So I didn't like what they did with her character in, in this one. This
0: one, it, There should be no argument between them. Like, no, Olga as a character should immediately just be like, all right, Laura, I'll fucking kill him. Yeah, t- like, yeah. T-
2: tell me where, man. They made them. you cry.
0: I am going to fucking kill him. Yeah. I don't care if they're gangsters. I don't care if they're scary. Yeah. They've hurt you. I'm going to fucking kill them. And yeah. that's where she is by the end of the scene, which is where she should be automatically. So it just felt weird. It was a weird misstep. I don't know why it's there. Should have been cut out entirely and just come in at the end of the scene if it comes to that. But it is what it is. We had it. They rectified it at the end. So I let it go. Um, and then she goes to see her parents, which I wasn't expecting in this yeah. film at all. And this is where it becomes a totally different film. And it, all of a sudden, it just gets real navel-gazy for about 20 minutes.
2: Well, I um, mean, th- this, this, th- that last scene with Olga and then this sequence with the parents, especially the stuff where she's doing the stuff with her father, and like they start no, they start mm. bonding and, and recreating stuff from our youth and stuff. I thought this, I thought the end of the way that this film was going to end was going to be very different I mean, because I, of these scenes. Sequ- so and when we get to the end, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah. because of the, because of that scene and then this sequence you get with the parents, yeah, which is I, I probably, thought it what, would five be five minutes.
0: I mean, oh, it's it's lengthy and and it's, and it's fucking genuinely good. There's a lot like, of heart this, this to it. whole yeah, and and the performances are all yeah. good. It's well and shot. I
2: think, I think the, the only problem I have yeah. with it is it doesn't belong in this fucking film. It's too good. Well, for I, this I've though.
0: actually, I've actually written in my notes here, like the, these scenes at the parents, especially the one at the dinner table, mm. are genuinely good. Like it works yeah. really well. It's well shot, and you know, if it wasn't for all the pointless fucking and music videos there could be some real drama here mm. in this film. And Laura is carrying it at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like anybody that says she's a bad actress is talking out of their ass. Oh, she, like she's, she's carried, carrying this she's really carried well. She's let's be fair. Yeah. She, and, and especially these scenes. Like she, I feel the weight of all of these decisions on here. It works really, really well.
1: And what's really important with the ca- the parent scenes is that the character of Laura, bear in mind, I still haven't watched the first film and I'm not going to fucking watch it. Yeah, don't bother. Um <laughs> But the Laura that we see with her parents is a different Laura than we've seen with either Nacho or Massimo. Because they very much, like, have visually signified that she's a different person with Massimo because she's got extremely dramatic, like, dark, smoky eyes and she dresses all in black versus what she looks like with Nacho where she looks almost virginal. She's always in white and soft colours and she's got a very sort of much more muted sort of borderline natural, as natural as you can get when she's still got the false eyelashes on um like look but with her parents she is so stripped down like yeah. the hair's not styled there is no makeup and she's in biker leathers, but not in the hollywood sexer biker level
2: oh, no yeah. she's, she's in a leather jacket yeah
1: she's in no but she's an actual biker leathers, like the boots and everything it's it's a case of this is like the closest to the the, like the core of who she is as a person that we see her hmm. and it's it was a bit jarring in that i didn't actually recognize that that was actually Laura going up walking up to her parents mm-hmm. house until they really sort of cut through and i saw the reaction i was just like oh no shit that is her because it's she is so different in those those bits although why the fucking nuns yeah <laughs> <no
0: idea. laughs> yeah i've made a comment about them two random nuns um but yeah you're right this is this <laughs> yeah. is Laura prime as yeah I, as i yeah. dubbed her in my notes here yeah. it, it's like this is this is Cole the Laura. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've stripped all of the layers away. Yeah. It, it's like she's had a hard reset. Like the yeah. past three years was horrendous. And she was trapped in that. And yes, this Stockholm syndrome and all of those things that we have talking about. But she was trapped in that and she lost herself. And now actually she's had the fucking alarm bells ring. She's had the wake-up call. And this is Laura Prime. And she's yeah. not putting up with this shit anymore. So She goes to see her parents who tried to talk sense into her last film, and she wouldn't have any of it. So she kind of basically goes there, cap in hand. And of course, they're her parents. So they're like, "Yeah, okay, we tried to tell you, you didn't listen, but you're here now. And so she gets that nurturing. There's a lovely, lovely scene um, with them as well, where they say, a woman who lives only for a man will always be unhappy. Yeah. It's about fucking time yep. this film got around to politics like that, yep. quite frankly. I don't know why it's taken three films to get to that level of gender politics here, but mm. there you go. Um, yeah, because I, I the last film her,
1: I thought Laura's mom was shit, I hated her. And yeah. then yeah. in this film, I've done a complete 180. I'm just like, yes! Yes, yeah, She's great. And,
0: and her of course, dad again, is amazing. Just, yeah, absolutely wonderful. And again, teeing it up for what I think is going to be the ending here, where, you know, they're just basically saying to her, like, don't don't live for either of these. Yeah. And we know she's got a fashion house and we know that it's successful now. So she doesn't need these fucking chuckleheads. Yeah. She can just go and run a fashion label and be, you know, a strong, successful businesswoman. She doesn't need these fucking idiots. So that's all good. And then this this film is clearly sort of rocketing towards its conclusion, so they have to deliver. Yeah, they realize they
2: realize when well, there's about fifteen minutes left that oh fuck, we haven't actually started Act Three yet.
0: Yeah, well they they kind of have. We, I, I yeah. think Act Three starts with with her realization that Nacho, and I say her realization, it's played for on her face. Okay, mm-hmm. there is nothing explicitly said with either of these these fuckers gaslighting her it's, it's there for you if you want it but it's definitely mm. there in the narrative you could completely miss it if you're just watching the fucking okay but act three starts when she realizes that actually nacho is gaslighting her as well and she just goes no fuck this shit she goes home has it out with massimo yeah mm. It's fronts up to to olga as well when olga starts telling her she's being an idiot like yeah. she doesn't just take it yeah so, i think like, at
2: that point we're about 20 minutes and change from the end aren't we
0: but yeah about half hour something like that so yeah so yeah, th- this is your Act Three now. This is Laura just going, yeah, I've been through all of this, and you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. And I can do this on my own if I need to. Mm. But of course, there's something they haven't given us yet, and there's something that we very much wanted at the end of, of Part Two. So we Again, have to have the threesome. Let's but a line it's on a we. dream threesome. So I kind of, it's a little bit watered down, but I'll yeah. take it over nothing. Yeah. The, the problem is with it being the dream threesome is that we don't actually resolve the sexual tension between Nacho and Massimo. Because the actual characters aren't doing this. They're just fantasies in Laura's head. I would much rather the two of them had each other at gunpoint and then just started sucking each other's barrels. But (laughs) this is as good as we're going to get. And in fairness, they don't shy away. Like, those dudes fucking go for it. Like, I was really really impressed with it. it.
1: I was really impressed with it. Like, fuck yes was my notes.
0: Yeah, like I've written here, look, dream threesome. Yes, this film fucking delivers, even if it is just a dream. And I've written here, we've already said it. Like at the end of the last episode, we said two things. We want more Olga and we want a threesome. And they've given us both. So if nothing else, I've I've got to give them credit for giving that. Now, it's all very well and good, this dream threesome. But I've written here now, of course, we know that she needs to leave them both and fuck off with Olga to travel the world and run her fashion house. But I'll take this for now. And that's where I want this end to go. That appears to be what the whole film has been teeing up as well. Like I say, if you think right back to the start, the very first person that shows any concern whatsoever for Laura is Olga. And she's been with her this whole film. And I don't mean I want them to fuck off as as lesbian lovers. I mean, I just want those two as heterosexual life mates, ride or die besties, right? They don't need to fuck. I don't want them to fuck. I did at the end of part two, but their relationship has come on a yeah. long way since then. Yeah, I want to just see Laura accept that she doesn't need anybody. She doesn't really need Olga either, but she really enjoys her company. So the two of them can just fuck off. Laura can, uh, sorry, Olga can be a PA or something, and go, they can just, just fuck go and have off a and life. travel the world. Also, yeah, exactly. Olga,
1: Olga gets massive points at this stage because she has actually been learning Italian. Yeah. Because she's like, do you know what? If brilliant. I am surrounded by the Sicilian Mafia... I'm gonna yeah. learn what the fuck they are saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was absolutely fucking brilliant yeah. when they dropped that in. Like um yeah. Lover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um so there's this the random nuns as well. We've already spoke about yeah. them. Um I, I don't understand why they're there. Yeah.
2: It was quite I don't know if you noticed as well, actually, when um just before this bit, so when um her and her father go to the window and he orders coffee and he you know they they walk in, he's got his arm around her. There are two people behind them. And they're looking at them and say, what's going on there? Because he's clearly old enough to be a fucking father. I missed that. There's um, there's, there's a couple there. And it, it looks like they're trying to take a selfie with something behind them. But they're both right. watching them walk away. And the look on their faces is like, what the fuck is going on there?
0: I missed that. The, the only thing I don't really like about any of this, and it's not a fault here, it's a fault earlier, is that she's so fucking thirsty for Massimo at the start. Hmm. And I feel like this journey... She should have had doubt at least then rather than being totally thirsty. But again, as I say, that first act was what it was. I think I think they pull it back. I just think this would have worked better if she hadn't have been quite so fucking thirsty at the start. But of course, you know, 90% of the people watching this film are not watching it through the same lens that I am. They want to see those two fuck. Mm. So they had to fuck. Um, but I would prefer it if they weren't quite so thirsty. Um, so then, yeah, we get Olga Fonza and and just says like, you've got to fucking get back here because somehow, it just, and the exposition in this film is like Star Wars level, somehow Massimo now knows that Nacho's yeah. uh, fucked Laura, and we don't need to know why, but he's gone off the fucking deep end and he's going to kill everybody. And then that's that's where we get the revelation as well where she just says, oh, I know all of this because I've been learning Italian, because I'm not hanging out with the mob and not learning. It. Yeah. Just what a brilliant character yeah. before her. That's, That's just uh, one of those it, random things that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It, it, and yeah. it just gives us so much agency.
2: Yeah, it leans into my favorite line as well, where Laura says, I'll oh, calm down, have a cigarette. What the fuck do you think I'm doing?
0: Yes. Oh, she's, she's phenomenal towards the end. I really think we should have seen more of her because, yeah, she's absolutely brilliant towards the end of this film. Like She just becomes that, like I say, she could be the PA or something because she just kind of becomes that Swiss Army friend at this point. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. whatever you need, she's got it. Yeah. Do, you, do you need a cigarette? I've got them in my bag. Do you need a light? I've got a light. Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Here I am. By the way, I also speak Italian, no Kung Fu, can drive really fast. Like she, uh, I've, already, the- I've
2: already dug the hole to put the bodies in.
0: Yeah, you get the impression that whatever Laura needs at this point, Olga's already two steps ahead. Yeah, she's on it. I fucking love her. I mean,
2: jumping ahead a little bit, there's a a scene in the middle, but when um, Laura gets back to um, back to no, she she gets back to the house. Um, Olga's right there on the doorstep. Look, I packed a bag. There's not much in it, but it's enough to get you away from me. Just just take it and run.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there because one of my favourite Olga lines comes there as well. Again, just when I think I can't love her anymore. But just before that, we do have something important that we need to talk about because she does hang up the phone yeah. and she tells her dad what's going on. Um, and of course, her dad is terribly concerned yeah. and understands that she has to go back to Sicily as as quickly as possible and rectify all of this. And he's very, very worried for her. But, you know... He's a middle aged man, so of course there's time for apple pie first. There's always time for apple pie, <laughs> even I, in the middle of a bloody turf like where your spent, daughter's about to die. I spent
2: three yeah. euros on apple pie. Come on, just come have your dessert first. Of course. Like I think nothing's it was more than more three important. euros
1: he spent looking at the Probably. state of that place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nothing is more important than dessert to a middle aged man, let me tell or you. Or a one. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's always <laughs> time for apple pie, all right? Um, so. Yeah, then, then she goes... Like, Laura is waiting for her outside the house. Like August. They're ready to... Uh, sorry, Olga's waiting for her outside the house. She tells her she's packed the bag. And then there's discussion about her birthday. And we remember there's her birthday again because as Massimo... Dro- uh, sorry, as Nacho drops her off, he says, by the way... <laughs> Happy birthday.
2: Yeah. And we've just had the bit as well. So when she's having dinner with the parents, there's the conversation about, oh, don't forget, it's, it's, you're nearly 30. It's, it's a year since you first met Massimo. So all this has happened in a fucking year. Yeah. So let, let's recap. Um, she's been kidnapped, raped. raped. Actually, no, sorry. She had a heart attack on the beach. Oh, yes, she did. Kidnapped, raped, killed in the tunnel, yep. lost the baby, Yep. married, yep. kidnapped again, shot, not died, and left her husband. Yep. And so what does she do in the other four days? <laughs>
1: There's also the fact that she turns up at the airport and Nacho has managed to make his way in as the taxi driver yeah. and she's being escorted out by somebody, you know, in a suit that's, like, packing a bag away. And, you know, she's like, okay, so Nacho's my taxi driver. But how how is it that Nacho is, like, such, like, a Hitman-style secret agent... That he can a not only have snuck into Massimo's estate as a gardener, despite the fact that he's heir to yeah. Massimo's like top secret like not not even top secret like well documented rivals, um, and nobody recognizes that the gardener is a dead spitting image for like next in line to yeah. rival mafia family. He's also able to sneak into Sicily and just like rock about as a taxi driver yet Massimo is somehow able to know that Lara fucked him on the beach. like
2: Yeah, but doesn't recognise him enough to kick them to have him killed. Just, there is... There's no
1: there's
0: no there, explanation there's, for it whatsoever. There is
1: such a disconnect because even Massimo's guys, like, fucking suck at situational awareness, which is what I'm leaning towards, in which case I don't believe he knows that he she actually fucked him, he just suspects it, or just... Nacho has unbelievable chameleon properties that are enabled by him putting on a baseball hat.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, he puts a that baseball hat on and just vanishes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, love the fact that, like, yeah, he's doing his best, but she's seen through him at this point. Like, he's there to pick her from the airport. He's going to drive right into the lion's den, which, hello, stupid. Um, but he's going to drive right into the lion's den with her. Then he drops her off and wishes a happy birthday just to prove that he's remembered. She's having none of it. Like, she's listening to it all, and she understands, and yes, he's better than Massimo, but she's over this shit. Like, and and that's totally how it's played, that's totally how it's written, like, she is over this shit. She just says to him, like, look, I've got to go and sort this out. Like, she doesn't even want to hear it from him. She gets there, Olga comes out, starts panicking, as she does, and says, like, oh, I've, I've packed your bag and stuff like that. And then again, just when you think you can't love her anymore after he says happy birthday, just drops into the middle of the conversation. Oh yes, of course. Happy birthday. Then she pauses, takes a moment, the penny drops and she gets really upset and says, it's so sad that you're going to die on your birthday. If you survive, I've bought you a really nice bag, but if not, don't worry. I'll keep it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she is the friend that everyone needs. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like the, she's not going to see a good bag go to waste. That okay. would just be wrong. That would be, that no would be minus, wrong. would be a waste. She would have yeah, dropped serious absolutely.
1: cash on that as well, because do you know how expensive handbags get?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And look, let's be honest, money's no object to these people. So you know, it's like a it's designer a handbag.
1: Yeah, but like if I've dropped four grand on the handbag, then and somebody dies before I can give it to them, I'm fucking keeping that shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah totally. That. So if I spent that then, much, with... I'd be fucking keeping it as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> So we're teed up for the end and I did a time check here and there's only a couple of minutes left. Yeah. So again, minutes. at this point, yeah, at this point, I'm going like, because that's right, that includes credits as yeah. well. Because the credits like, are quite long as well. Yeah. I'm like, she is going to do it. There's not going to be any fucking. She's going to walk down there, tell him to get fucked and the two of them are going to leave. Yeah, This is what's going to happen. Maybe there'll be some shooting and stuff. Maybe the boys will kill each other. I don't know. But she's going to tell him to get fucked and she's going to leave.
1: See, and I then disagree they get them- I disagree by this stage.
0: What did did you think was going to happen? By this this stage, stage?
1: I was looking at the timestamp that was left remaining and I was thinking, right, with how long they take to establish plot points, there is no way they are wrapping up this story in the next time. And all of a sudden, the note that you sent me in the WhatsApp group, I suddenly realized what it meant. And I was like, no, Mm. no, Mm. no, no, no. So I, from this point onwards where she goes down to see him, I was screaming no in my head because I knew what was going to happen.
0: Well, I was screaming no in my head a lot as well. And had I been, like, not taking notes, if I was just watching this, I would be screaming at the TV. I I would literally be screaming out loud at the TV. I was that annoyed with this ending. Instead, I've transcribed it into my notes. Um, So I'll go through them one at a time with you listeners. But, I mean, to start with, she goes down onto the beach. And, again, I'm thinking... This is what's going to happen and she's going to walk away because actually if it ends on the beach, then it ends where it started. Mm. And I don't mean where this one started. I mean all the way back, the very first shot, the very first time he sees her is on a beach. That's where this whole thing started. So she goes down and I've written, oh my fucking God. This is the first of my blow by blow (laughs) notes. Oh my fucking God. He is going to gaslight her again. Because he comes straight back with, this is your fault. You didn't come to me after losing the baby. If you'd have just come to me, we could have sorted all of this out. And then he gives us the fucking speech. If you really love something, let her go. What a fucking arse. I'm sorry, if you love something,
2: let her go. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about the character? Yeah,
0: that is what he says. Right, now, let's just unpack this for a minute, shall we? So, first of all, there's the gaslighting of all of that. Again, if you love her, let her go. If she doesn't come back, it wasn't meant to be. So, if she doesn't come back, it's her fault, not his. And he gets to be annoyed and sad about it. he
2: gets to be the martyr. He gave her up. She didn't want him.
0: Right. So, that's... But never mind all of that. Let's just take a second to think about how this whole thing started. The premise for this whole six-hour adventure that we've been on. If you love something, let it go.
2: No, if you love something, kidnap it and make it fall in love with you. Rape it if you you have to, but fucking get over the line any way you can.
0: These wise words that he lives his life by, that he's been told as some sage advice by some old dude somewhere that he'll never forget. Fucking forgot him for the first two fucking films, didn't he? Because he certainly didn't let her go. No, in fact, he did the complete opposite of that. He kidnapped and raped her. So, yeah, yeah, not buying this shit. And this point i'm still believing so is laura but then they gaze at each other longingly his whole demeanor shifts and he says are you back baby girl (laughs) and i've just written yuck
1: also let's not forget the music that's in the background because oh my fucking lord the because that's that's massimo singing isn't it yeah yep yeah because it is like it's it's so bad it's almost like a parody of like all of these like 80s like angst rock like my my yep. baby's cheat. like it's so, like I laughed out loud because the song is that bad
0: I couldn't laugh because I was so so annoyed like I legitimately have not been this annoyed with any story I've seen in any format since can I speak Game of Thrones has been long enough. I have not been that annoyed since Arya killed the Night King. Like I was so fucking annoyed at this ending because they've teed this up to go a certain way and yes, maybe that's on me for just thinking this is how I would end it but all of the signs were there and by not ending this way like you've made the choice and that's fine. You made the wrong one Mm. but then don't lead us down the garden path. And my notes continue from are you back baby girl? Yuck. To please don't do this. Then on the next line I've written, no, please, don't end this unresolved. And this is still going on. The music is swelling. They're gazing at each other longingly. I've just written again, please, no, no, don't crane up. No, no, don't show us the sun. Don't you dear fucking fade. Fuck you. You almost fucking had it, you fucking assholes, is how I've ended my note.
1: My My notes are much more succinct than yours. I've just got three words. Oh, fuck off.
0: Yeah, that's how I felt at the end. Like, I, I, I felt so that at the annoyed. start.
2: To be honest, it didn't get much better <laughs> after that.
0: Well, no. See, the, the thing is, like, even with the other two, like, the first one's repulsive. Hmm. The second one was boring, right? And I hated both of those, and I hated them all the way through. So I knew, like, when we got to the end, I was able to go, "Oh, yeah, that was bullshit." This one took me on a journey. This one made me care, and because it made me care, I'm so fucking angry.
1: Yeah. because
0: I cared about it and they almost had it and I genuinely if they had have stuck this ending and they still could have had the fourth one right you could because as long as you leave everybody alive like Laura walking away with Olga kicks off the turf war so uh-huh. that's fine you can still yeah. have part four all right and look maybe that's what's going to happen but that's certainly not what is implied and I hate an ambiguous ending as everybody knows there is nothing that winds me up more particularly when they're poorly executed like this one so just don't take me on that journey don't put all the signifiers in there just stick to your fucking guns because it's cruel it's really cruel when you when like you put everything in place so perfectly like i genuinely mean it the the second act of this film and the first half of act 3 are genuinely good especially act 3 it's genuinely good not like there's not oscar worthy or anything like that but it's not bad in any way yeah. like the others are and then they just went and flushed it all down the fucking toilet immediately, for Horny Housewives, which I shouldn't complain, because let's be fair, that's the target audience. But, like, why? Like, There wasn't going to be any more fucking anyway, and let's be honest, does anyone really like Massimo? I find it hard to believe that anyone does. He's an absolute cunt. Mm. Like, yeah, Nacho, maybe. I I would give you as much as, like, I, I think they did well to flip that character a little bit and just show that he is actually also quite dangerous. I still would have taken her eventually. Going, oh, yeah, all right then. Like I've been through it, I've processed it all, and actually, he is—he's all right. He's yeah. a good egg, is Nacho. and yeah. he's got a nice ass, and he likes to surf. So, all right, I'll fuck off with Nacho. I'd have taken that. I'd have still been a bit annoyed, but not as annoyed as this. Like she can't go back to him, surely, after well, no. all the growth she's been through.
2: And, and the thing is, well, I mean, the, the, uh, you're right. The way they've set it up is that they set—they set it up that actually, you know. She's she's making a choice, but surely they both need to be there for her to make that choice. If she's walking yes. away from both of them, they both need to be there to a point where it, it, it you know it, it's quite easily set up. There's, there's some sort of standoff. They're both there with the fucking gun trained on each other. She's in the middle and goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. And they're just standing there with their dicks in her hands because she, her and Olga walk off. She's made her choice. And actually, neither of them have been able to influence it one way or the other because they're both cunts. And they both tried to gaslight her. They both tried to manipulate her. And they, she goes, you know what? I don't need this shit. I've got my yep. life i'll have my life without you and at that point there's nothing no, they've at least they've both fought for it. they've not both given up on it because that's what I, that's what you've actually got here is the, the the implication being that actually i've done all i can they, yeah. no, this is this is the stance they both take i've done all i can it's up to you to choose Well, actually yeah. no neither of them done all they can they've both just kind of gone you know what i'm sick of fucking messing around i'm sick of putting the effort in if you know if you want to do it we'll, no you you can choose and thinking, actually, the way that you know, the way she's been treated by both of them, effectively, she's then going you know, to fall, you know, fall into one of their arms and one of them's going to win. And actually, we don't need that. But to leave it open, you just thinking, well, hang on, what was the, po- what was the point in the last six hours? What have I actually been yeah. for? Yeah. And, That's the problem. I mean, I guess I, I had a very different reaction to this film than, than you two clearly did. But getting to the end and going, you know what? There are so many better ways you could have ended this in as much as you would have actually ended it.
1: Yep. Yeah, an actual ending would 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 have been
2: appreciated. Yeah, I would have even taken, to be honest, given the way it started, it would have been shit, it would have been the Dallas ending, but bring us back to the start.
0: Well, if you remember all the way back at the end of the first one, I did think that maybe there was some weird circular narrative going on here, and this was all like a brink of death
2: fever dream. I was really hoping, by the time we got to the end of this, I was really hoping that's what it was, because I didn't give a fuck otherwise.
0: no, and they were on the beach. So again, as she was walking down there, I yep. was in the back of my mind. I was going like, "We're going full circle." Like it wasn't that beach that he's no. on, but it was a beach. Also, who and wears I'm a like, fucking suit to the beach circle. when they when they're brooding about their wife walking off? Who wears a, who wears a fucking? He wears a suit everywhere. He doesn't take his suit off to fuck. Yeah, like he's but he, makes <laughs> he so wears fucking a suit warm. everywhere. <laughs> in the first just one, he was even wearing suits in it... the shower at some point, passing out on the beach because he's too fucking hot. He's just he loves his fucking suits. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, he he's an absolute yeah. cunt. There's no other word for the man. He's a cunt. Yeah. He's he's the cuntiest cunt I've ever seen on screen and I genuinely mean that. I can't think of a cuntier cunt that I've encountered in any film ever. Come back to one. I can't I can't. Like
1: I I can actually think of like worse romantic leads that I've read in books, but the thing is is the books were from a particular period in the late 90s to the early 2000s where there was a massive trend towards so you know like alpha males and beta males so you know you've yeah, got yeah. the sort of the, the really strong like macho guy and then you've got the sort of the slightly softer boy and romance fiction took a turn in late 90s where they thought the alpha male wasn't wasn't enough for a romantic legions, and so they introduced the gamma male and in the gamma male um sort of ro- romantic um fictions quite frequently the The main plot is that the gamma male will abduct the female. He will brutally abuse her. He will irreversibly fuck up her life and give her some form of deep trauma. Um, and is she that will for an FTD. No, no. I mean, like, legitimately, she can't like leave a building because people are trying to kill her. Fucking like, uh, okay, like, like not just not just small scale. This is like, I'm a secret agent. I've kidnapped you because I thought you were something or maybe I'm using you as a thing for my thing. I legitimately have left you strapped to a chair in a warehouse that I have then blown up to escape my, you know, to make my escape. And then we meet five years later and I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember you. You were the cute thing that I used to like do my distraction. I'm now your romantic lead. And like the, the, the book plays it absolutely straight. It's an actual thing. There was one book where the female took the experience to become a deadly killer in her own right, and so, like, takes him on. But it, it was it was a legitimate trend. And I just sort of think that Massimo is meant to be this, potentially, he's meant to be this type of character, but obviously, like, um, gender awareness and just, like, political correctness have been just like, do you know what? We don't actually want romantic leads that kidnap rape assault our female heroines to be the epitome of the romantic ideal so this has fallen now from favour and Massimo is trying why. to bring that all back. Yeah no I can't imagine why either like. Isn't, isn't
2: that where all want?
0: No that's a really bad Mel Gibson movie isn't it? Um, oh, <laughs>
1: but just Didn't they remake the point that?
0: Out, Massimo, Massimo does actually do all of those things. Yeah, yeah. no he, but does this, this, he does kidnap her, he does rape Yeah her.
1: and this is the the point is, like, especially when I was watching this one and we got to the cocaine orgy, I was just like, this is like reading the an Ann Stewart book, and I don't expect you to know what that is because.
2: No idea. I know Martha Stewart is at the same time. <clears throat> no.
1: No, 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 no. But Probably like, more prison time in one. I you. fell down the rabbit hole of romantic fiction when I read Fifty Shades of Grey and was like bitterly disappointed by how not sexy it was. And so I was just like, I want to read like the smuttiest smart that I ever smutted and found. Things that like maybe, maybe should have been left well alone, but he isn't. He isn't actual. There is an actual precedent for his character as a romantic lead. It's not one that I like, and Nacho is the counterpoint to it with his whole soft boy thing. But mm-hmm. oh, God, Jesus fucking Christ.
0: She doesn't need either of them. She's better yeah, than both exactly. of them Yeah, like, exactly. And this film has shown us that. That's the journey she's been on.
1: Girls on fucking and, tour. That's all we need. Yes, yes.
0: And this film needed to end like. The resolution—it it didn't have to be completely resolved, but it needed her to walk off that beach and leave him there. She's yeah. already yeah. left Nacho at the car, so that's fine.
1: Na- and Nacho necess- drove fucking away. He didn't hang around. Yep. He actually nope. left. He respected. He's gone. He respected her, saying, "Go away," and he did. Which is why you yep. know that Nacho is going to be the ultimate savior in the fucking end.
0: Totally. Piece. And and we just need to see her walk off that beach. We didn't even necessarily need to see her go back to Olga, or well, that would have been nice to see both of them have a Thelma and Louise moment. But we didn't need that. We just need to see her walk away. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. yeah. That's all we need. I would rather she ran up to him and kicked him in the nuts and then ran away. But to I be honest, take I would hope for murder suicide. Away.
2: I've got to be honest.
0: I mean, I, to be honest, I'd probably have taken take that as well. Maybe she tried to kill him. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have probably taken that.
1: I don't want I um, Laura to die, though. I like her too
0: much. Well, she won't, though. She's already died twice. Yeah, like she's got more she, lives than yeah, Buffy. Yeah, like, it's she's, fine. She's Teflon. Yeah, Maybe completely. Maybe she
1: is a cat. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, she's used three. Um, yeah. yeah. No, two. No, who, no three, three. Died twice, so three lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, it, it shouldn't have ended like this. And it's unfortunate, because, like, look, this was never going to be the best trilogy of films ever. And I, as I said earlier, I still hate the fucking first two. But they would have gone quite some substantial way to making me feel like I'd spent my time wisely in watching all of these. If they'd have just ended it properly, I wouldn't have felt completely annoyed by the end. i have gone, yeah. you know what? Actually, fair play to them. They swung that back around late in the day and they couldn't have done that if I didn't put the work in with the other two. So fair play to them. But they didn't do that. Instead, they left me hanging. and And, and they left me hanging on a very sour note. That's the real problem. It shouldn't even be implied that she might go back to Massimo. It makes literally no sense. No.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you, if you then, look and, at and the... by the way,
0: doesn't happen in the books. Spoilers. Yeah, not right. That right is right. not that is not the ending. That is not um. Spoiler warning, because I've done the research. So, spoiler warning, listeners, for anybody that doesn't want to know how the books end, I'll give you a couple of seconds. You know, you can come back in like two minutes' time. But in the books, she ends up with Nacho. She chooses Nacho. So why they've decided to do this is beyond me. I mean, there's all sorts of other stuff as well. Like Massimo goes on a murderous ramp- rampage and kills a dog at one Again, point. I'm, in the book. I'm here for that. Have a dog in this. I'm here for that. I'm fucking, I'm no. never here for killing the dog. No, not no,
2: necessarily for the murdering the dog, but the murderous rampage and the jealous rage and shit. I'm there for that because he's actually shown some fucking character at that point.
0: Well, I mean, he's he's already been a, like, cunt. Like, I well, he's been a cunt, but I it, s- it,
2: it, that's just because he doesn't know what else to do. Give him some yeah, You know he
0: murders. You know he does. You know he does murders. Like oh, yeah. we don't see it because it's not important because he doesn't do them with his dick out. But you know he does murders. Oh, absolutely. Like absolutely. But
2: then again, Nacho murdered three people, so yeah. Like
0: if he went, if he like if he went for Buffalo Bill over it, you'd see him. But he doesn't, so you don't get to see him because he's. I mean, even if he did get off on murders, he'd still do it fully clothed in a business suit anyway. He'd just jack off in the shower afterwards. Yeah. Because he can't take that fucking suit off. So. But you know he does mood, you know he's dangerous, yeah. clearly. I mean, Olga's terrified, bless her. So, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's that terrified she's smoking constantly. Yeah,
1: don't do absolutely. smoking constantly. For some of us, <laughs> no. it is defining personality
0: traits. So, like, yeah, I, I don't understand why we've just dis- and, and the only conclusion I can come to is one that much of the internet has come to as well. In that, despite the fact it hasn't been announced yet, this is half. Of a two-part film, I think. The, that is the, the twilight, only conclusion it? I can come to. It's 1 yeah. part 2. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think so it's too. like the serpent oh, that eats joy. itself. Yep, totally. So I think we have got more to go. And as much as I'm annoyed with the end of this one, had I known there was another part coming, I wouldn't be so annoyed. So as long, it, like if there is a part 4, and again, we, they haven't announced anything, not at the point of recording anyway, but if, if there is a part 4, I'm here for it at this point. I am definitely going to watch it and I yeah. will be here for them following that plot line of the book as long as she does things on her own accord to go with Nacho. I'd rather she ended up on her own, but if she follows things on her own accord and fucks Massimo over, makes the conscious decision to go with Nacho and they have to like team up and fuck up Massimo or something. I'm here for all of that. Yeah. What I'm not here for is just leaving it like this. This is horrendous.
1: I think there's got to be there's got to be a part four because there's the whole speech that Nacho gives where he's like giving her back her agency of choice and then follows through yep. with it. And the yep. only reason for that speech to exist in that film is because they're, they're gearing up part four where she makes the choice to go with Nacho and also the two of them then like fucking off the whole mat the mafia world and going off and being surf bums but yeah. like, they only, like they spend so long on that speech and it's yeah. only there to set him up as this is why he's the better choice because they hadn't done that crowd work in the second film so they needed to get it in the third film and they've put it down there
0: yeah definitely so I think we'll see a fourth one yeah. and if we do I'm here for it so yeah. watch this space yeah. listeners I, they I may be on the video but I may be
2: swinging from the raft with my fucking neck
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I can't guarantee that Mark will be on that podcast I'll be here, I, just, I yeah.
2: been in the last seven years, but no I may be dead,
1: yeah, I know that we said like going into the third one that you were the fanboy, but I think I've like joined you on that side
0: totally yeah totally like, know, we I've said it
1: around.
0: we were saying it in jest because I suggested we do this, and like I hated the first two as much as everybody else, but no i'm I'm other than this end, which has completely soured my yeah. my taste in it, like I'm kind of here for this, for this film now, and I'm kind of invested in this story, yeah. so if there is another one, I will definitely watch it and I just hope to God they've sorted it out.
1: Please fucking um, God.
0: Yeah, but we'll see. So, I mean, my closing notes, I think I've pretty much covered them there. I've just said that I am so fucking annoyed that this falls into all the same tropey traps, which is a great word, by the way, tropey traps. I don't know why yeah. we haven't used that before as the previous films, but there was an actual story and character development here and they flushed it all down the fucking toilet in the last five minutes. It is the best of the three. That's not hard. Bar none.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah.
0: So that, that's my feeling on it. Like it was, it was so fucking close. And like I said, it's never going to be brilliant. It's never going to be one of my favourite films or anything like that. But it's very nearly good, yeah. passable, all right, Enjoy. intelligent in some places, fun enjoyable. a
1: a couple of hours. It was. Yeah. Like that
0: That hour in the middle in Portugal was great fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've been left with a sour taste, unfortunately. So is she after most That's, of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: All I will say is that if you want to guarantee your enjoyment of this film... Play my drinking game, which is when somebody drinks on screen, you drink.
2: That would have made it better. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, but like you will get fucking hammered.
2: Or to really enhance your enjoyment, don't fucking watch it at all.
1: No, I no, don't. I wouldn't no, that I don't far. agree with you with that one. I, I can, like,
0: I can recommend this film. Like, I was with, having
1: a good time until the ending.
0: Yeah. I can recommend this film. I would just say turn it off when she's having a discussion with Olga. Just leave it there. That's actually a better ending. Leave
1: it with Olga sat on the suitcase.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a better ending. Yeah. It's still an open ending. It's just it, it's a better one. Yeah. yeah. Just don't get um, the yeah, the wanky bit with Masimo end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if you really want, honestly, fast forward all the fucking because like look, it's it's not sexy either. It's no, you this, don't this see anything. It's all shot soft course. Yeah. It's uh, just just fast forward all the fucking. Don't bother with it. There's actually an enjoyable little romp in this one, and if you fast the um, fucking,
2: you take out about an hour of the content.
0: You you do, yeah. you do. It, it's much leaner if you get rid of that. Um, so yeah, I I can kind of recommend this if if it's your if it's your kind of thing and you want a, a light hearted romp through Europe with two very charismatic leads. I yeah, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> it's absolutely fine.
2: Yeah yeah, I'm I th- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> leave it on that one. Um, so I, I guess the question is, is it better than Mario? I'll start with you, Chris.
0: Uh, no, only because of that ending. Genuinely, that ending has brought it down so many pegs, and I was seriously, I was seriously considering having to write that this was better than Mario in in my notes until that ending, and then that just fucked it so badly, you know, because because the litmus test with me whenever I'm on the fence is always which one do I watch if you put them in front of me, and this ending annoys me so much that it wouldn't be this because mario i can just switch my brain off and watch and enjoy whereas this is going to wind me up every single time and even for me because i know what's coming the act of stopping it with olga on the suitcase is still going to leave me thinking ah but if i carried on this is what happens i know now i can't and know that mm. i've always got that information so for me it's a no mario is the better film but it, it very fucking nearly had this Alan?
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with Chris, is that I despise Mario with every core of my being. And if it wasn't for that ending, this film would have completely swung it. Because I had, for 90% of this entire film, I had a much better time than I had watching Mario. Like, there were points where I was really fucking enjoying myself, but that ending... Well, it's not an ending. That's the problem, no, no. is it's not an ending. It just fucking stops. It finishes. And so I don't I don't necessarily feel it's a fair question, because it's like you're asking half a film, is it better than Mario? Yeah. And it's like, well, up to the halfway point of Mario, yeah, it's better. But I don't know what comes after this point. And it kills yeah. me to say this, but of the two, watch, watch Mario...
2: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I think you're right. I think if if this were a complete product, it may be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not. I mean, I think I think I've been quite clear. I I, I hated three parts of this film: the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> um, the only saving grace was that when the credits came on, I knew I could turn it off and never have to fucking watch it again. Um, so I mean, I I'm similar camp to you, Helen. I'm not a huge fan of Mario, and anyway. I, I, when when we watched that, I was quite uh, I was quite disconcerted with that as well. But given the chance i'd watch mario a million times out have a million because fuck this noise yeah um i think we're, yeah we're, we're kind of divided on this one. i'd love to know what everybody else thinks on this one um yeah where do we start really um yeah get in touch let us know i mean one
0: or another yeah, and let is wrong. us know whether you yeah are you team massimo team nacho or team laura that's the important the only question really? we
2: said nacho so many times i'm fucking starving <laughs> You no, know, you've got a fat, fat I mean that, that I mean that's for the two thing. hours. We've but been talking about Nachos for the last hour and forty five minutes. My
1: problem is like I've drunk that much wine uh, Yeah, face.
2: I'm, 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 I'm two thirds of the way down my fourth bottle of cider.
1: This is why I relate to Olga so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is a legitimate problem with, with Nacho's name though, is like he's kind of <laughs> almost perfect anyway. Plus his name is is Nacho and who doesn't love Nachos? Yeah. Like they should have called Chinese food. I'd been, I'd been all there then. <laughs> no,
1: everyone gets wet for nachos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear God! Um Yeah. So as always, let us know what you think Um on Twitter <laughs> at DDPodcastNet. <laughs> 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 so, oh fucking hell! Um, you can go to our website Podcast dot net. We can also pick up our previous episodes and other shows as well, including the previous episodes we've done on this fucking horseshoe uh, horseshit franchise. Um, wherever we get your podcast from, uh, subscribe, leave a message, and we'll get back Yeah, we'll uh, fuck's sake. We'll get back to you as best we can. You, you've
0: just lost it. Man. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, to... it's,
2: it's the Nachos line. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming Helen. Um, but yeah, so um, until next time. Team Laura for
0: life. Team Laura you know. and Olga for life.
2: Team Suicide. Absolutely. <laughs>